Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition. Their brand of clinically researched products helps support overall health. Do you want to burn fat, build lean muscle, improve strength, increase energy and vitality, help with pain relief? Go to www.thecowboyway.com. Register to get your personal discount code. Take the bull by the horns and use the brand that cowboys love. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. I'm really excited to have the guest I have on today. It's very interesting how we met, and we'll get into that a little bit more. First, I just want to give a shout out to my good friends uh, up in Colorado, uh, Nine Lazy Three Knives, uh, Mike Gibson up there. They make some amazing, amazing cowboy knives. Um, I have several of them, and uh, I just can't recommend them enough. So check them out on Instagram at Nine Lazy Three Knives, and uh, let them know that the Modern Cowboys sent you. Hey, this morning on the podcast, I have Tom Hessian, and Tom has uh, got a project that he has been working on for quite some time, and I just found it very interesting, and I'll, I'll give you my background a little bit because a lot of my listeners may not know this. His, his project is called Equine and Wines, and I'm going to just give you my background in terms of both those things to a certain degree. My wife and I actually had a small vineyard on our place in California. It was just 600 vines uh, of uh, Petit Syrah and uh, Red Zin, and I knew nothing about wine. I put them in for kind of aesthetics in one front pasture. And they looked absolutely beautiful, and we kept it really manicured. Well, after they matured and were ready to harvest, uh, I had no idea what to do with them and wasn't going to do anything with them until my neighbor came down and said, hey, what are you going to do with your grapes? And I said, nothing. He said, well, let me, let me show you what I do down here at my place. So long story short, in about two hours, uh, I became a winemaker to a certain degree. And uh, we made wine for several years. It was absolutely amazing and a great, fun process. So that's how I got uh, introduced to wine. Um, now, I have Tom Hessian on uh, from Equine and Wines, and he's got an amazing project that he has uh, developed and developing right now. And it puts together both horses and wine. So I'm going to let Tom explain to us how he got started in this and um, what that whole program looks like. So Tom, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. I, I'm, uh, I'm excited to, you know, I'm excited to do it. Yeah. So now w- w- we met, um, actually, at a, at a Cubs game, interestingly enough. Uh, and, uh, y- you know, you started telling me about, uh, you know, what you had going and I just became intrigued right off the bat. Uh, you, you're located right here in Arizona. Yeah, it's down. I should say, I don't. You, normally, you'd say down south, but from Phoenix here, it's it's up in the mountains, so it's up south. <laughs> down by, it's across the street from Tombstone, is where it is, in the Cochise Perfect. County mountains. Perfect. 
So let's tell the listeners, you know, what your, what your vision is, what the project is and, and uh, you know, how, how you got started with it. Well, um, I've been breeding horses my whole life. Uh, and you know, uh, a long time ago I started studying, you know, um, how there was a lot, there was, there was some professionals that were doing well in the horse business, but the majority of people were just people who loved horses and, and they, they could barely afford to get by. The mentor that I had was a, was a fantastic guy. had been breeding for 30 years before me and taught me everything he knew. And, and, but he was always struggling with money. And I thought about how I could, uh, how I could build a cooperative where, where the the people that own the horses actually have a separate income all run by the cooperative. And ever since I've been one step at a time learning more and more that I needed to do to now build this 21,000 acre development uh, where, where, um, where the, the horse owner and or horse trainer owns part of the vineyard and we get it, you know, we get it financed through the government, through, through the, USDA and or banks and the SBA and uh, we help them get the financing and then we we bring in experts that really know how to run it so it ensures its profitability so that they can they can spend their days riding through the vineyard but the vineyard's actually making them the money to where they never have to sell a horse every year they don't have to sell their favorite horse um, you know the best one in the barn is kind of how they make a living and and uh, this gives them a side income of about $250,000 a year. And the whole plan is, was the root of the plan was to help the horse industry. Right. And, and when did you first get involved uh, with horses? I bred my first, uh, I bred my first paint mare when I was 11. <laughs> so I've, <laughs> I've been on uh, three, when I was, uh, I started riding when I was three on the farm, we had a cattle farm and, and I started riding when I was three, when I was three years old. And then I, I had quarter horse race horses for about 10 years. And, and then, uh, then I, uh, found, you know, some beautiful Arabian horses and I, I now have Arabians and quarter horse Arabian mixes. Yeah, that's great. And then when did you start to get your, your passion for, for the wine and wine industry? You know, it wasn't necessarily the passion for the wine. It was the passion for riding horses in the weather in the same place wine grows. Well, you know, it's really the it's really the root of it. You know, uh, back in the '80s when I started traveling through California, I was like, man, you know, I'm from Kansas City where it's been frozen for it's been the frozen thunder there for the last three months, and we've been fighting frozen hoses, uh, you know, my whole life, mm-hmm. uh, frozen water, and you know, and so. I had a desire to get out of that extreme weather with the horses, but, um, but it started in the eighties and I just felt how nice it would be to be able to ride horses every day during the year. And so I actually started looking, of course, if you're going to buy a vineyard, you look in California and, uh, uh, but the experts that built California 25 years ago told me go to Cochise County, Arizona, you know, California doesn't 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 add up anymore. The ground is so expensive there, and the water is such a problem <clears throat> that it doesn't make as much sense as Cochise County. So I started looking there. Yeah, and it, it's critical too. The soil is uh, plays a huge part in 
you know, what you can grow and, and, you know, what's going to, you know, produce the best fruit. And I, I take it that uh, the soil there in, in Cochise County is, is uh, prime for doing what you want to do. It, yeah, it, it has, it, it has in, in some, in some grapes you want a little more of a, of a clay base. And then some of them you want, you know, sandy loom soil and the, the, this property that I have, you know, uh, we've tested it. And because it's such a large property, we're able to find spots for all the 37 different varietals that Daniel's picked. And Daniel, uh, Daniel graduated from UC Davis 24 years ago, uh, top of his class, and immediately went to work for David Abreu Consulting in Napa. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> David, David, Daniel had a lot to do with his fame. And it was really the science of, of uh, doing a 10-foot deep soil sample, because the roots go down 10 feet, mm-hmm. and finding a soil that duplicated it both in type and in mineral count from a, you know, and, and being able to go buy a, and to buy a grape that actually, because you, you can take a, a, a grape that you love out of California and take it to Missouri and plant it and you'll get a different grape. It's just different dirt right. and you're not going to get the same result. So what he does is match those beforehand to ensure that you get a, a quality product. So I hired Daniel, came and did the soil test and now we know exactly where on the 21,000 acres, there's 1,250 acres we're going to plant. So it's only about 5% of the dirt that will make premium wines. Um, so, uh, so anyway, but we're, we're, we're broke ground uh, last month and we're, and we're, uh, we're putting in our first 200 acres. And so the, the goal is to, to plant, uh, did you say 1,250 acres in total? Uh, the goal is actually um, we we did we we believe that there's more on the ground we just haven't done enough digging so we th- uh, the, the plan is two thousand acres it is okay yeah all right and so then briefly how how does somebody get involved I mean are you you are you selling it in just uh, ten acre parcels that, or that's how's- that's yeah that that is that's the exact uh, formula that I'm that I'm most excited about what. What we are trying to do is is to focus on uh, people that are in the the horse industry, mm-hmm. and to <clears throat> and to get them financed through the USDA or SBA, um, or or our banks. And I brought in the number one finance man, uh, mortgage person in the nation. He was doing a billion dollars a year worth of mortgages, and so he's an expert at all of these types of of agricultural loans. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Peter can, Peter can walk them through the finance process and we already built, so we already built them a business plan and we packaged it with proof from our vineyards. My partners already have vineyards here and they already have a crushing facility and they already have a wine tasting room. We were able to audit the books and prove that our model works here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Right? So we mm-hmm. give them a package where they're involved with experts that are already making a profit. So it's kind of an add-on to an already profitable model. So when they go into the bank, the probability of getting approved is, is you know, is nine, ten times what it would have been without our help. So we help people get financing first. Then, then we, then like in our veteran program, we have a specific program for veterans. 
where we go out to veterans organizations. Lance uh, Sedbrook handles this department of our company, and he goes out to those organizations and helps to raise the down payment and the payment to carry the note through four years until it's profitable. So, uh, so we have a whole veterans program too. Um, but our our choice, our, our you know our 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 choice is is to bring veterans in who love the Western lifestyle and want right. to live on a horse farm. You know, because it, because of the two thousand acres, we're attached to seven thousand acres of the twenty one we own, and fourteen thousand is state owned grazing land. So when I sell somebody 40 acres, I can fence off 240 of pasture for them. They don't have to pay for it. It's state-owned land, right? That I I have the right to sublease. Yeah, I have the right to sublease for grazing, right? So they can, so they can come here and buy a smaller piece. They can buy a 10-acre piece to Mm -hmm. to live on if they want, and and or they can buy a a a 10-acre vineyard. That'll make them two hundred and fifty thousand a year. Now, a lot has changed in the in the wine business, and for instance, um, uh, when you make, let's say a bottle costs about six dollars a bottle to make it, when mm-hmm. a distributor comes and and tastes your wine, he offered my partner nine dollars a bottle. Wasn't a lot of profit, yeah. and. Instead, he opened a wine. He said, I, "No, it's worth more than that." And we kind of felt like we kind of felt like uh, the distributors worked together, you know, to keep the new kids down, you know, right. and to not not give them front and center in the liquor store. So, so anyway, he opened one right here in Scottsdale, and he's getting, you know, he's getting forty four dollars a bottle, right? right? Now his cost of sale is like twenty percent, so he's really only getting thirty six bucks. Right. You know, because of that added expense of the room and payroll and all that. So, but his, and his cost is still six. So he's netting $30 a bottle rather than netting three. So our point to everybody is we'll, we're going to do the whole thing. We're going to go completely vertical like that. Right. So our point to everybody is that we'll carry you. Not only do we do the vineyard for you, but we go out and retail it for you and you get half of all the profit. So in our model, you know, you're, you're getting half of a of a thirty dollar bottle profit, and so um, so anyway, that's that's by doing so, uh, the owner of a ten acre we project will make around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that's amazing, amazing. Now, hey, what what's the elevation there where you guys are at? Because you, you say it's up in the mountains, it's a little bit higher. So you, you don't, you yeah. don't have the so our, our property. Our property starts at 4,600 feet and goes up to 6,000. Yeah. We yeah, have so, mountains on the property. And so uh, the, the elevation has a lot to do with like, uh, you know, Sonoida just West of us is a, you know, is, is in the, is in the 3,000 to 4,000 foot area. And, and, um, elevation wine experts will tell you, go up the hill, you know, they're finding better results the higher they go. Yeah. And actually it's so funny because the grass grows better up the hill on our property too. The natural grass has been a cattle farm for 140 years and, uh, and the natural grass has been, it grows better up on the hill. Now, um, 
if people want to, you know, check out uh, the uh, the project and 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 get a look at it and see what you guys uh, are, are doing and see some uh, amazing pictures too, it's it's equineandwines.com, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, and now now also Tom, you you're also involved in some uh, in other farming as well, don't you? Don't you have uh, a, a hay business as well? Yes, I own a company called Organic Haze. Uh, it's organichaze.com. I've been in the organic hay business for horses for about 10 years now. And, um, you know, basically, uh, what I did the exact same model in the hay business. It was a cooperative. Uh, farmers were afraid to, to go organic. I knew uh, from proven results that the organic hay was better for my horses. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I started converting them. I would talk them into going organic and I would either buy the fertilizer for them or guarantee to buy the hay at a higher price. And, uh, we've converted a whole number of, uh, of farms over to going organic. Some of them were trying and struggling and didn't have a place to sell it. So we just made a deal for a cooperative there, but basically the co-op of splitting, of splitting the hay you know, if we, we lease ground and we farm it and, and we, uh, in a co-op, we just, we just split it in half. We either, the farmer, we either leave half the hay behind or, or the farmer has us sell it through our system. But I ship, I ship hay all over the country. And, um, and it, among our 62 farms, we produce 90% of the organic hay in the country. So 90% of organic beef or dairy that you eat in this country is mm -hmm. made by our farms. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's been quite an op operation. Yeah. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels, from professional team roping to the novice level? A trip to Weatherford, Texas and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at fsrcattlecompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222 and let us help find your next winner. Again, that's fsrcattlecompany.com. So, um, you know, being, uh, you know, in the, in the hay business and horse industry and, and uh, this, this lifestyle for as long as you have, uh, do you have a, a, favorite, uh, a favorite brand of cowboy hats? <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know the the Stetsons always seem to feel the, the Stetsons always seem to feel the best on my head. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely the one of the gold standards, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. How, how about boots? You got favorite uh, cowboy boot brand or maker? Um, I, actually, the, the you know I think everybody's foot's different, but mine, you know, Dan Post just fits, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Dan Post is the one that's just the most comfortable to wear for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
And how about uh, how about Western movies? You got a favorite cowboy movie? Silverado. Tombstone's a good one. Tombstone's a good one, but I still like Silverado over Tombstone. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, what do you what are you guys looking at in terms of building out the uh, you know the vineyard and, and projection in terms of like being able to produce wine? What's what's that kind of look like? Okay, so uh, we're the the wines that we plant today. In two years and four months, we'll start harvesting those, and we'll get about a half of a crop. In the third year, we'll get a full crop, and you always sell the wine a year later. You start selling the wine a year later. So income, a little bit of income in year three. Gotcha. Year four, year four should be a pretty good year, and then we, of course, you know, we, we – um, we have kind of, uh, you know, an exciting, um, model there too. We, we just brought in a, uh, you know, a master chef to go with our master sommelier <laughs> to uh-huh. where, where our, our restaurants, our wet restaurant slash wine tasting rooms, you're actually going to order the wine first and the master chef will come out and tell you about the meal he'd like to make you to go with the wine rather than the other way around. <laughs> So that's our model for uh, for the road. We we believe that the success of the wine has a lot to do with the 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 presenter actually knowing the vineyard and being able to present the wine professionally and to explain to people how it was made and with what varietals. So in those we you know we uh, uh, we um, you know that that's kind of our model. It's it's an, it's, it's going to be. I think it it's the wine tasting room of today with a lot more romance and right. and wonderful food to go with it. Yeah, that's kind of our model. So, uh but but I but too um you know, before then, like next spring, you know, we're breaking ground on the equestrian center. And the equestrian center is a 15 million dollar facility. So, yeah. We're talking about aqua walkers, swimming pools, uh, uh, you know, full vet facilities, full breeding facilities, um, you know, uh, fantastic arenas there, uh, you know, with ebb and flow underneath the, uh, the arenas. So the moisture of the sand is always right. We're, we're building a fabulous equestrian facility so that all the members don't have to, meaning they can still have a barn on their property. Mm-hmm. but they could come down and use our facilities. You know, a horse trainer is only really up on the horse. I, I don't know. Everybody's got their own choice, but but they need to condition the horse very well at the same time that they're training the horse for whatever discipline. Mm-hmm. And so our model is that they can send those horses down on a daily basis. We'll pick up horses, bring them down to the facility, and so that they're not paying high-dollar rent on our facility, they're just – they're, they just have a membership card and they pay a little bit for the aqua walker and they pay a little bit for the, you know, for each horse will, will be able to use the facilities without them having to invest in them, you know, so without them having to build them. So there'll be a fabulous facility, which by the way, it's a great way to present horses that are for sale. So we see 200 lots around, you know, we have 240 acre lots. And 150 of those will be for sale that are not going to be vineyards and other things. 
Mm-hmm. So those 150 lots will be by into four, you know, we'll end up with about 600 people. We'll be able to live here, uh, have horses and be able to use the facility, right. For, for conditioning their horse or breeding their horse and, or the, or the vet will always be on the property. Yeah. That's a amazing ideal situation. Now, are you guys going to, uh, or, or do you have do you have a, a restaurant in in those things on there already? You were you were talking about that. Um. Yeah, so that that those are hooked. Those are so our, you know, everybody has a wine tasting you know room at their vineyard. So uh, yeah, not only do we have so if you were to see the place, you'd see how beautiful it is. And right at the at we're not going to go up top one of the the big mountains, but on one of the smaller mountains that gives you a beautiful view of the entire property and vineyard uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cap the top of it and that's where there the country club will be so it'll be event centers and have weddings and that type of thing and and the next level down as you come down the mountain toward the equestrian center mm-hmm. you'll have a there'll be a there'll be a restaurant and uh and a wine tasting room that actually goes into the cave that's going to go into the mountain right where we store our wine or cold storage facility and then the next level down will be the athletic club and swimming pools and all of that that part of the country club and then you know, the fourth level down will be the equestrian center so people can just drive in right to the equestrian center or they can or they can they can continue to to go up in different parking lots to, to get them to all of the other facilities there. So, and all of those facilities will be looking down over the vineyards and the equestrian center. So the equestrian center itself is 360 acres. It'll look very similar to, a, you know, a Kentucky horse park kind of a, of a, of a look. Gotcha. Are people, uh, are they allowed to come down now and tour or see the place? How does that work if someone's interested? Yeah. Yeah, we we uh, if you on our on our website or at the eight four 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 AZ wine uh, is our is our eight hundred number. Uh, they can schedule a time anytime they want to to come into town and and go down and see the and see the property. And if they're if they're curious about whether or not they could get financing beforehand, they can just call Peter and do it all by phone. Um, but so th- so some people are don't want to make the trip if they don't feel that they can, that they can actually buy one. So we can actually answer those questions before they come if they, if they wish. Uh, but we're, we're, do, we do tours down there every week. You know, we have a number of people coming down. We, we've, uh, we, we just opened up uh, about 30 days ago and we've already sold eight of the 10 acre vineyards. Uh, in total, there'll be about 200 for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think that we'll be sold out within a year to two years. So uh, we are anxious for people to take a look um, at the opportunity before, you know, there's a, there before, I mean, 200 is not a lot of people, you know, right. Uh, right. that, you know, so, uh, so we uh, invite the horse people, you know, specifically um, to, to look because it's going to be, you know, both a beautiful equestrian facility and a vineyard, but uh, that's, that's the market that we're, that we're targeting, and uh, and I and it's funny when you and I start talking at the ball game, <laughs> that was the very market you you said. Well, I've got a radio show that 
a, a podcast that, that goes out to, you know, to the country lifestyle living. And I said, well, this is, you know, this is, this was kind of a perfect match. It's funny how we ran into each other. Yeah, absolutely. Now also, Tom, are you, are you guys planning everything at one time? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I didn't ask you that before, but uh, so someone's going to, you know, purchase a 10 acre vineyard uh, and you, you've got uh, what you said, 200 uh, 10 acre parcels. Is that correct? Yeah, 200 we're planning this year, so we can okay. sell 20 this year. Gotcha. And next year we're going to we're going to see how many people buy for next year, you know what I mean? So so we're um yeah, so we're uh we're, we're kind of curious ourselves, you know, about the response rate. We don't know if we're going to be building 400 acres or 1000 acres next year. Gotcha. Kind of gotcha. We'll, we'll, we will be responding to the market and building it as the market demands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can only see the, you know, demand increasing here over time with uh, uh I, I just think it's a really good model and and the the thing about it is they can keep their day job and they can set this up as a retirement you know right. and my 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 uh there was another big developer this is kind of a funny story i'll make it quick but there was another developer i was talking to and he was you know he's building a beautiful facility and and uh he and he's targeting retirement and they have clubs and tennis and golf and all those things and uh, and I looked at him and kind of kiddingly, I said, yeah, you got everything a person could want except for the lawn that pays the mortgage. Yeah. yeah. I say, you realize my, my, you know, my 10 acre vineyard pays the mortgage on a two and a half million dollar home. Right. You know, so if they, if they spend a million on a home, on a fabulous, you know, vacation home or retirement home here or a place to live and enjoy the, the, the beautiful property. I, either way, it the lawn pays the mortgage in my deal, and yeah. that's I mean that's the way I set it up, and and they don't have to do the work; it's their half of the co-op does it. And and let me be honest and say, because we're selling them off, and because we still get our piece of the co-op, we're able to grow a lot faster than I would ever have the money to do if I didn't sell them off. Right. You see what I'm saying? On right. the on on the selfish side, honestly, I I grow faster because I'm doing it because I'm splitting it with a lot of people. Right. We can afford to build it a lot bigger, stronger, and faster than we would have had I been a single point guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm absolutely super intrigued by it, and Stephanie and I we're just we're looking forward to coming down and. And seeing the place and um, checking it out for ourselves. Um, I, I can't wait to have you. Um, it just call in advance because we, because we have two guest houses down there, and you're they're they're free for you to stay in. Um, you know, come down and visit, and anybody else is welcome to do the same. As long, yeah, you know, I mean, as long as they're not taken, we, we we have two guest houses that that are cute old tombstone historical houses that you can stay in. Yeah, well, that's very, very cool. We, we, I'm looking forward to that. And then, uh, again, anybody else wants to check out uh, this project, you go to equineandwines.com, and uh, you can uh, see all about it there. And uh, like Tom just said, uh, also, if you're interested, it'd be a very cool thing to go down there and uh, spend the night in a historical tombstone-type house and, and check out the project. So, Tom, I, hey, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on and, and uh, sharing 
your project with us uh, and your passion for horses and and uh, hel- helping uh, equestrians uh, support their horse habits. I uh, you might say. Yeah, and I, I say I say to support their bad habit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> horses are horses are not. A, 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 I I have twenty now. I I still have twenty horses myself, and it's uh and I and I and I I joke about it being a solution to my bad habit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but yeah, but but I but seriously, I want to support anybody that supports the horse industry, and that's the that's the root of the project, and it has been since I dreamed about it thirty years ago. I actually wrote a letter to myself in October of 1989 about this project, and I have been I have been dreaming about it, and building on it ever ever since then, and we're now finally doing it. It's been a lifetime yeah. mission of mine. Yeah, that's what that's just uh, so awesome and just uh, uh, so exciting. I'm I'm really excited. Yeah. So yeah, I and I really hope it helps the equestrian industry. Yeah, so absolutely. Come see it. Come see it. Absolutely, it's a beautiful Tom. place. Yeah. Hey, thanks again, Tom, and then uh, we will uh, we will definitely uh, be seeing you soon down there. Great. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. You bet. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy rodeo and western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. But I give her hell, he never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn a few steers. And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives. Half the fingers on his hands to the rope and pain. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. You can talk smack, you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends. No matter who wins, down at the rope and pain. Someday I just might be We'll turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies 
drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the Roman Pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the Roman Pen. Down.